0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Antiques and Grannies and we're both buzzing after last night's result aren't we Chris?
1: Well, oh, we are, it's an excellent performance, a 3-1 win in the Berkshire Derby away to Slough um, good performances throughout the team, fantastic viewing wasn't it?
0: Yeah I thought we did to Slough what Hampton did to us with their pressing game Yeah. and we didn't give Slough hardly any time on the ball whatsoever No. and I'm... I thought we deserved that win
1: yeah, I don't think there can be any disagreement with that, Dave. They were at it right from the word go, weren't they? And what's
0: a goal from Seager?
1: Well, yes, I was going to pick out a few of the individuals, although we must say it was a great uh, team performance. But yes, Ryan Seager, for example. I mean, that first goal was in particular quality, wasn't it?
0: It was. It was a brilliant finish after good work from Fessamade down the wing. Yeah. Lovely little bicycle kick.
1: Yeah, fantastic. We both cheered like mad, didn't we? Uh, another player who I thought really shone last night, Keith Emerson.
0: Also known as Crichton. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure if
1: he knows he's known as Crichton.
0: Oh, he will do soon. Yeah. Um, he was absolutely superb. I don't think he'd lost the header all game. No,
1: no, he was brilliant. And, of course, um, Luke Kearney deserves a mention. Good penalty oh, save. Yeah,
0: yeah, down to his left-hand side yeah. and Pushed pushes it around the, ball the post. Away. Yeah. yeah yeah very fantastic. good
1: fantastic and important because if slough had scored then uh okay they would still have had work to do but it would have made for a nervy ending wouldn't it But
0: well, it would have done with about the 36 minutes they added on at the end it well, it? yeah quite, <laughs> yeah
1: and um one more name i think i'll just mention at the moment as well craig pass i thought he made a uh, a good impact up front
0: yeah well his, his pace will trouble anyone and uh yeah. He's got the end product as well.
1: And he certainly troubled Jack Turner, didn't he, for the third goal? Well,
0: Jack Turner's the gift that keeps on giving for us at the moment. He is, yeah. Three three
1: in three games, I
0: think. He'll probably play a blinder in the next one. Yeah,
1: I expect so. Um, Yeah, so congratulations to Danny Robinson. He's certainly got a great togetherness and spirit going. And, of course, the big question is, can we stay the pace? So, Dave, the next two games, will they tell us a lot or are they just another two games?
0: Well, I think we've got to... Treat them as just two more games mm. in the league. There's no easy games no. in this league. As you know, we went to the bottom club and they made us work hard yeah, for three yeah. points. And yeah. Dartford are a really good side. And St Albans are I showing. Think, yeah. You know, they've defined the, the uh, pundits as well. I think yeah. they're starting off really well. well. they've
1: had a cracking start, haven't they? are five wins and one draw. Um, they go above us if they beat us with, with games in hand uh, I think you've got to give them an awful lot of credit and um,
0: we never tend to do that well there so no this, that's a record we've got to try and that's stop right. yeah
1: I mean personally I've, I thought their mansion might have been in a little bit of trouble at the end of the last season because If anything they seem to have gone slightly backwards but no fair play they're doing all right
0: Well, at least with this lockdown it saves us paying 18 pounds to get in to watch the game that's uh, that's true 18 pounds worth of shrapnel
1: yeah and then of course as you say next up after that it's home to Dartford they're top but not infallible they've had two recent losses at home Um, so and they never seem to do very well at ball pit lane so it's gonna be an interesting one
0: they'll be looking to to change that and i'm sure danny will have the team prepared in the right way to yeah. face both of these opponents
1: yeah and i think just to conclude this little section with uh, what you just said really dave about any team in this league can turn over anyone else i mean the shock result i thought last night was hemel going to Hampton and winning three nil we wouldn't have
0: expected that result would we no i would have put that down as a home win so i'm glad that wasn't in our predictions yeah
1: it's a bit of a coupon buster it wasn't was. it Okay, Dave. I thought we'd have a little chin wag about game management, and I don't mean how to use your Xbox or your
0: PlayStation. No, but I like using my PlayStation. Well,
1: PlayStation's a bit old hat now, aren't they?
0: Not in my house, or not. <laughs> uh,
1: Dave, if you had to define game management in just a sentence or two, how would you describe it?
0: Doing what you can to make sure you win the game, mm-hmm. whether it's or bending the rules slightly.
1: Well, that, that's virtually what I've written here, doing whatever you can to achieve the result you want and stretching the rules as far as you can. Um, I think you and I have slightly differing views on whether game management is a good or necessary thing or a bad thing.
0: I think it's part and parcel of the game
1: now. Mm. Okay, well, we'll return to that theme, I think, in a few minutes. And but...
0: how many times have you been infuriated by the other team doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay when we do it, though. Yeah,
1: well, that's true, and that is a bit of a flaw in my own arguments, I have to admit. But still, let's carry on with the discussion before I agree to uh, change my view. Um, Game management, has it always been there, or has it crept in over the years?
0: I think over the decades, it's become more prevalent. And I can remember Mickey Thomas diving Mm. for a penalty many nighters. Disgraceful. And then he gave a knowing wink as he uh, Mm. got up. On the ground, yes, that's
1: an image I seem to record. Well.
0: Like yeah,
1: but Dave, we played in the Sunday league team, and I don't honestly recall our side ever really using game management tactics.
0: It depends on what you classify as game management. Because if we were winning and the ball went out for a throw, and one of our players would go and get it to give it back to the opponents, who'd be like, What are you doing? It's their time, mm. let them get it. Yeah, and then things like that. Um, we did that then. Was that game management?
1: Well, possibly, but I mean, from my own perspective, I I, I seem to remember I just loved playing. If the ball went for a throw-in, I would run and get it and return to where I thought the ball had gone out of play and get on with the game. You know sort of fair play regardless of who's winning the game
0: and of course you wouldn't do anything underhand. like well, no in, of course like diving for a penalty for sure boys
1: oh well that's just a, a one-off and and that if i remember right it was against Kimbury who had beaten us 9-1 earlier in the season so we're desperate to do well against them and we're losing 1-0 with about five minutes to go and um, this defender just kind of helpfully left his leg outstretched in front of me and um, i kind of took a little.
0: Over um, you went.
1: Yeah, over I went. Got the penalty. Um, Peter Dyson scored, posty. Yeah,
0: I know Pete.
1: Yeah, and so we thought we are going to get a point. And then Darren Angel, who I'm sure is related to Curtis Angel, um, strode up the other end of the pitch and scored a winner for Kimpri anyway. Wow,
0: happy days. Happy see? happy
1: days, yes. And one of the Kimpri players tried to beat me up at school the next day for diving. So it cheats never prosper, as they say. Um, any tales of your own to tell from
0: playing um, days? Can you call this game management? We played Theo Crown in the Barks and Bucks mm. over in Reading. And we were told if when we go up for a corner, it was my job at the near post to do a little flick on for someone running in behind. Yeah. And if you feel any hands in your back, mm. exaggerate it a bit. Yeah. And uh, I just remember I went up for a header and I just felt two. Mm. I didn't have to exaggerate it. To be fair, I felt yeah. two hands in my back.
1: Mm.
0: And I just yeah. went, ref, like that, and looked round at Poundsy, who was refereeing. Yeah. And he went, yes, I saw that, penalty. The bloke missed the penalty, but Mm. fortunately someone followed up and got the rebound.
1: So
0: those happy days there, 3-2 win.
1: Oh, very good indeed. Shall shall we reel off a few other game management tactics? Um, A fairly straightforward one, kicking the ball away. Um, Matt Berry Hargreaves did that last night and got booked, and so he? he kind of overplayed it.
0: Yeah, if he hadn't kicked it so far and just sort of nudged it away yeah. a couple of meters, he yeah. might have got away with
1: that one. Yeah, perhaps he he um, needs to get a bit more, um, I don't know, wary of whatever of the right phrases of how to use game management. But he's he's a young lad, and as he gets more experience, I'm sure the older players will teach him the the dark arts. And yeah,
0: yeah, the solid game last night. He did he play
1: very well. Uh, another one dave feigning injury we we see that a lot don't we um occasionally it will turn out to be genuine and you don't want to see someone no, really injured injuries. no but i mean did you see the guy playing against Statson recently uh, it was posted on twitter by rusty oil
0: yeah yeah well, no, I thought that was hilarious to be honest i mean well, yeah if someone boots the ball back or throws it back from the crowd it barely brushes him on the back and he's he's gone down like he's been been shot about yeah, five times.
1: Well, I think I shall have to have um, an ask around at the theatre because I think that guy needs a new Oscar. acting coach.
0: Yeah, you could get an Oscar for that. Yeah,
1: could have killed him. could have done. <laughs> right, David. Another gay management tactic, I think, is arguing with the referee. For example, when you know that you or a teammate have just committed an offence, rather than getting on with the game, you go and remonstrate with him when you know it's pointless because the free kick's been given. It's just delaying the, the other team getting on with the game.
0: Well, it can only lead to a card for dissent. And I mean, once the referee's made his mind up and given mm-hmm. the, the foul... There's no point, arguing. you're She's not going to go, do you know what, Dave? No. I think you're right now. I think you are yes, going to yeah, give it the other yeah, way. Yes, yeah. so just get on with it. But
1: also, um, if you're the team you know, who have got the free kick awarded for you, uh, the amount. it
0: sometimes stops from taking it quickly, doesn't it? So. Yeah, well,
1: there's that as well, yeah. But yeah, um, if you're the team that have been awarded the free kick, sometimes they sort of chat to the referee. I mean, how many times have we sort of stood down and said, what are they talking about? Is it asking him round for his tea or something?
0: Yeah, hand on the back of the ref. Oh, yeah, ref.
1: yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and then, of course, you get a, a player stepping up to take a free kick and then all of a sudden, no, no oh, look, he's leaving it for a, a teammate. The teammate comes up. Oh, no, he's not going to take it either. Could go for the whole team, couldn't you?
0: Yeah, 1 to 11.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get on to um, tactical substitutions. Now, if you're losing the game, a substitute will tend to leave the pitch pretty quickly and uh, his replacement went to the fray just as quick. But if the team is ahead, we know the drill, don't we? Who's going to be replaced? It's the player who's just gone and stood on the far side of the pitch and then he'll trot off as slowly as he possibly can.
0: Although now you're supposed to leave the pitch at your nearest point of exit, aren't you?
1: Well you are, but does that always happen? Do refs always enforce that? Probably not. No, I mean don't get me started on referees with game management because most of them are, are too weak to do anything about it, in my opinion. But yeah, that that tactic of um, wandering off as slowly as possible. Can I think of a good example of that for Hungford? Callum Wilmoth in his first spell for us when we were winning in the FA Cup tie against Gloucester, a game played at Evesham. Do you remember Callum leaving the pitch that day?
0: I can, I think it took a half for him to leave we all were laughing but um, yeah, Evesham as well, that's the oldham of the south.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Well, I thought he'd have run off and got into the warm, to be honest. But um, Yeah, again, it it goes for your point, doesn't it? If it's your team doing it, it's... uh, it's all part of and parcel of it it is indeed yeah and um talking of subs then dave of course when you enter the last five minutes of a game what happens when you are behind i'll tell you what happens the opposition use up their unused subs one by one don't they
0: just to waste a little bit more of the yeah of the clock. yeah
1: again that that's game management but
0: then i'm, I'm sure the referee or the lightning is supposed to stop their clocks yeah. in to a
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. whether they really do I'm not not convinced
0: I don't think so
1: no Um, okay let's have a little chat about keepers and game management uh, because they are the the masters of the genre I think about talking to defenders before walking slowly to retrieve a dead ball see that go on don't we
0: well I think we see it with most clubs yeah Um, the goalies do well how many times have you seen a goalie waiting to take a goal kick Mm. And he sort of waits and waits and waits. Yeah. And then ref, finally on about the fifth occasion, has enough and then books to the keep Yeah,
1: Yeah, and well that's when right. When it's
0: too late. If yeah. they do it early enough, it would stop all that. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're, you're quite right. I mean, the first thing is they carry the ball to the other side of the six yard box, don't they? And then they stare upfield like a bird watcher who's just spotted a rare bird flying into the distance that he's trying desperately to recognise. Then, oh, I've just realised the lace is undone. And then finally a stuttering run up as hopefully the keeper balloons the ball into touch so we can rip into him. Um, I can remember a few seasons ago in the Bobby Wilkinson era, the Biddeford goalkeeper being probably the the most consistent offender I think I've ever seen. But how rapidly his mindset changed as soon as he did eventually concede a goal.
0: He suddenly sped up, didn't he?
1: He did. But, uh, and also though, if an opposing fan helpfully tosses the ball to a keeper, suddenly he's forgotten how to lift his arms and the ball will sail past him through the air.
0: or underneath their legs, as Ebbsfleet yeah. uh, fleet did to us one time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then another one, catching a harmless cross before falling to your knees and cradling the ball like you never want to let it go. A bit like Rectal with a hot dog.
0: He'd never let that go, would he?
1: No. But uh, I mean, Luke Cairn is very good at that. But this is where my argument gets turned on its head a little bit because I can see that is actually taking the pressure off his teammates, isn't it? Um, and that's the rub. It, game management is being done for a purpose.
0: It's, it's no. It's no sometimes, sometimes they say you have to lead from the back.
1: Yeah, and and doing that shows his defenders that he's got everything in under control. And, um,
0: I mean, every team does it. I mean, yeah. Julian did it for Hampton yeah. against yeah. us the other night. Yeah. Um, it does, it takes the pressure off and yeah. gives you a few extra seconds. Yeah. I mean, everyone uh, does it, it's uh, not just. No, not just no, us.
1: but we, we keep saying, that we? if it's your side doing it, brilliant, we've got this under control. If it's the other side doing it, so infuriating. I must
0: say, it's something I like to see.
1: Mm. Well in an earlier podcast we called it being streetwise and I think in this discussion we've endorsed it really haven't we game management so does that not make us part of the problem we're aggrieved if we're on the receiving end and yet we're sniggering like schoolboys if we're in a position to employ gay management tactics maybe even encouraging it.
0: Well I just think it's part and parcel of the game now and it happens deal yeah. with it I mean.
1: Well, yeah, but here are my two issues with game management. Firstly, is it the right example for kids? Is it teaching them that winning is everything?
0: Well, winning is everything when it comes to football in your team. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to see them
1: lose, do no, you? No, no, no. but I mean at the age of 10, I was selected to train at Bisham Abbey. as is one of the um, promising players in local schoolboy football. And I can remember I used to read books on skills such as shooting, tackling, heading. I wanted to improve in every area that I could. And it just makes me wonder, these days, are there books about feigning injury, getting in the ref's ear, stealing yards?
0: Uh, I don't think they've quite gone that far with their books on the subject <laughs> for, of that. But I mean, for heading as a 10-year-old, mm. on the news today, Jeff Hurst is looking at um, outlawing that mm. for kids aged 10 and under. Yeah because of possible effects it has on mm. their brains yeah, well, as they get older, Yeah, I mean, which I, means I've got no hope as I was a second half and the head of the ball <laughs> no, no, right? but, I mean,
1: <laughs> Crikey we're in danger of talking about a serious subject here Dave aren't we, I mean yeah I, I think um, I'm possibly in the minority but I would actually be in favour of all footballers wearing some kind of headgear, um, would you go that far?
0: Some of them are ugly enough to wear headgear yeah, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'm mm. a traditionalist, so mm, that would yeah. be a no for me.
1: Okay, right. Well, let's get back to the subject in the hand, because I think we could have a whole uh, podcast uh, about about that, to be honest. So, my second argument against gay management is, in some way, is it not shortchanging the public who have been paid, who have, sorry, who are paying to be entertained? Or has it just become part of the show?
0: Are they paying to be entertained, or are they paying to see their team win?
1: Yeah, that's another good point good question
0: because i I'd like to see my team win every game obviously yeah if it means winning ugly sometimes mm-hmm. I'll take yeah that yeah, that, yeah
1: that's a phrase that's used isn't it now dave i used to follow a program called the walking dead do you know why i stopped watching
0: was it because it reminded you of chippenham fans
1: no uh, um yes well, well partly but that's not the point No, it was because one week watching the show, which started at 9 o'clock and finished at 10 o'clock, I timed the segments of the programmes, um, including all the adverts in between the segments.
0: You've got to get out more.
1: Would would you like to guess at the total time that The Walking Dead was not on the screen in that hour?
0: I was going to say, some of the programmes you watch, the adverts seem to be longer than the actual programme, so it's got to be nearly a 50-50 split.
1: Well, that's a very accurate guess. 28 minutes. 28 minutes that program wasn't on it so it was only on for 32 and it dawned on me that I was being cheated so my loyalty to a franchise The Walking Dead was being taken for granted and I, you know, I've i turned my back on it to be honest and I wonder if I timed the amount of game management that takes place in a football match how much time would be left out of the 90 minutes where football is being played and I wondered would it ever make me turn my back on the game well the answer is almost certainly no of course but in a way that's a shame i think um i guess managers and players would argue do you fans want to win or do you want to be entertained i want to win well can't
0: we have it all be nice to have it all but at the end of the day i want to win
1: okay well during this conversation i've kind of been devil's advocate in a way because I, i want to try and put the argument that um game management has kind of crept into the game to, to, yeah, to much of an extent but um, you know as you've said uh, all teams do it we do it and uh, I'm not sure my argument really can hold up because well <laughs> when we're winning I hear myself call out hold on to it you know, slow down Ruz or whatever
0: what answers your own question there a bit
1: well maybe be interesting to see what other people think
0: we can ask that people to let us know
1: yeah by Twitter yeah please do give us your views on game management good bad necessary what you think
0: thank you very much see you later
1: okay Dave it's that time of week Chris V Dave V World And I'll do a quick recap on last week where we all got two points. Myself, you and our guest Callum Wilmoth.
0: Yeah, no no quality contest, only two points each for all of us.
1: It was, and uh, Callum was saved by a last-minute goal by Swindon or he would have been in club zero with Mr. Rusby.
0: So it's still Rus on his own, I'm afraid. It is,
1: I'm afraid. And the uh, overall scores so far this season are yourself, 45. Uh, The world have... 33 and I have 28.
0: Some catching up to do.
1: There is indeed. So Dave come on then, who have you got on board this
0: week? Well this week's guest is a musical guest. He is the lead singer of a brick pop band and has answered our cry for help and has been on standby with his scores. He will be going for gold with his predictions but we hope to leave him chasing rainbows. He will find it's not easy although it could be one of his better days and if he wins People will talk of his win, leaving him feeling invincible. But seeing as I'm top, I want to be a bully boy and press home my authority, so I have high hopes of my scores getting better as the competition goes on. A maximum high will give me instant pleasures if I get all these right. Ladies and gents, I give you Rick Witter, lead singer of Shed 7.
1: Well, it's really, really kind of Rick to uh, get involved in in doing this for us. I know he's a hero of yours, Dave. I've seen them
0: many times. Yeah, I know.
1: And uh, coincidentally, Dave, didn't you see Hungford shed seven last season at Hampton?
0: Yeah, that's that's one experience I don't want to see again. Yeah, that was uh, an awful game. They seem to score every attack.
1: Well, once again, thank you very much, Rick. And we'll get straight into the games this week then, Dave.
0: We will indeed. The first one is Tottenham versus Man City
1: okay uh, who's going to go first this week I think it's your yeah. turn
0: isn't it yeah well I'll go first I've gone for Tottenham one Manchester City two. Oh, okay Rick has gone for Tottenham three Manchester City two
1: right and I've gone Tottenham two Manchester City one so you're out on your own on that one Dave
0: I have and the second game is Leeds United versus Arsenal yeah i've gone for leeds one arsenal two okay rick has gone for leeds two arsenal two okay
1: and i've gone fairly similar to rick i've gone leeds one arsenal one
0: Ooh, so i'm on my own again you are aren't you? and finally but not least liverpool versus leicester yeah
1: i think that's a late game on sunday isn't it
0: or leicester <laughs> well, who knows yeah oh dear yes um liverpool two leicester one is my score okay which I nearly changed because mm-hmm. sun is out, I think. Uh, Rick's gone 3-1 to Liverpool.
1: OK, and I've agreed with you, Dave, on that one, 2-1 Liverpool.
0: Well, let's hope um, you're right with the last one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, so that's the scores for this week, and thank you very much for Mr Witter of Shed 7. Are they out on tour or anything, Dave? Have they got anything we need to plug?
0: Well, um, I don't think they can do anything at the moment with all the mm, lockdown. True, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they do... Uh, could be um, doing something
1: in his front room, maybe.
0: Every two yeah. years they do a Shed Semba tour, and yeah. they right. play loads of venues, and they normally sell yeah. out. You know, brilliant band to see yeah. live. Well,
1: if they do that, and uh, if Rick becomes our top guest performer, we'll have to track him down and hand over his prize, won't we?
0: Well, I've, I've, already, I've also sang with Shed Seven as well oh. when uh, they were on tour at Islington. All he right. jumped down during a song called "Getting Better," and unknown to him, I can't sing. But he put the mic in my face and. <laughs> He soon found read. out. <laughs> <laughs> no one left, so it was all good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cheers, okay. Rick. Thanks very much. Yeah. He's appreciated.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. And that draws this week's episode to a conclusion.